welcome to Bunta Vista episode 212. I am Theo, and I, of course, um, have taken the form of sort of a horrible chicken creature. Um, all of my feathers have been plucked off, though. My skin is extremely distressed. It has been blanched, um, sort of like white and, and red spots all over. No discernible genitals. Uh, and I have uh, learned to communicate um, with, in a human sort of fashion, by absorbing about nine seasons of Burke's Backyard on VHS. Um, I do smell just slightly of Epsom salts. Uh, with me here, of course, um, is Ben, uh, who is a sort of baby-like creature about the size of a lamp, um, completely bald, completely smooth, no hair, no follicles, no sweat glands, um, eyes slightly lower than you would expect, um, normal porcelain white skin all over, uh, covered with a sort of uh, grease lubricant. Um, it sort of has the, the sheen and color of, um, of a roux, just sort of wet flour, uh, except for his butt, which is perpetually spanked red. Um, he has no morals, no values, and no opinions. How are you, Ben? I am tremendous. And I have to say, <laughs> you listed off a lot of things there, and I agree with all of them. Um, I have one, and it's not an opinion, because I am a creature with zero moral, zero opinions. Yeah. I have one, um, it's it's just a question, sure. I guess, more of an opinion. Yeah. You described yourself as having more or less uh, the body of a chicken, blanched white skin, red spots, plucked entirely of feathers, no discernible genitalia. Yes. What? When you look at an ordinary chicken, what's the genitalia that you're discerning there? Um, both, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's my question perfectly Hole. answered. Yeah. All right. Thank okay. you very much. And, sorry, I did mean, did uh, forget to, of course, mention that you have um, just sort of a, like a, a patch, uh, a slight like risen section like a Ken doll uh, where, where your dick and balls should be. Oh, it's sort of a... I have a mons pubis. Yeah, but... Majoris mons pubis. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe on my body. <laughs> uh, joining us as well, good friend and colleague, uh, Lucy. She is a horrible worm creature. Um, not even one of the worms with, like, the cool band on it. Um, no discernible kind of segments. Just smooth worm from end to end. She has brought her own bucket of mud, uh, which she is leaping in and out of. Uh, mud in, the same mud out, um, seeming to extract no nutrients or energy from the process. How are you, Lucy? Oh, I'm I'm great. I know mm -hmm. that you didn't mention my genitalia situation whatsoever, which is... Well, it's worm is your <laughs> situation. You're saying a worm can't have a big dick? You're saying a worm can't have a big dick? I think so, yes. That's my understanding. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, and finally, of course, uh, we know him, we love him. He's Andrew. Uh, and he is... That's just so a, true. What he is, we know him, we right. love him. He's Andrew. He's Andrew. <laughs> uh, he is, of course, uh, a pile, a batch of, of uh, Domino's pizza dough that was disposed in a dumpster. <laughs> it's risen in the hot sun, taken the form of the dumpster sort of being moulded, and on the way it's absorbed the complete works of Peter Fitzsimmons. How are you, Andrew? I'm good. 
Uh, I've been like slowly peeling off the uh, red parts of the pizza box because mm-hmm. um, you know there's a lot of them out here in this in this dumpster type area yes. besides the store that I call a home. Mm-hmm. But it does and give you sort of attraction as you roll silently across the the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, but I do spend a lot of my time just taking each box and I, I peel off uh, bits of cardboard from the top. I keep the red ones. I throw away the blue ones from the iconic Domino's logo. And really what I'm trying to do is gather up enough segments of the, the red sections of the logo that I can press them into the soft dough around the top of where a head would be mm-hmm. if I had a head. And I'm really just trying to emulate that red bandana look Oh, nice. Of um of the smartest man mm-hmm. uh, out there with a bibliography. Yep, Peter Fitzsimmons. I'm going to venture that you couldn't explain Peter Fitzsimmons to 99% of Australians, mm. let alone 100% yeah. of anyone that doesn't live in Australia. I'm going to give it a go. Um, <laughs> we gave a CTE um, corporeal form, slapped a bandana on him, uh, and made him write 50. Modern history books. Oh, well, there you go. That's pretty good. What did he do before the history books? He was a rugby union player. Okay. Was he? Why does he have yes. the bandana? What's the bandana for? The, this, oh, is, this is what he, he was famous in. for. This is Piracy. He was a, <laughs> it's holding he the was brain. He was an Australian rugby union player at the highest levels. I think he was... Um, he was a privateer for the Spanish Armada, I think. So he was a... <laughs> He was a sailor with his own ship who was given license by the Spanish uh, government to operate uh, under their flag for the purposes of basically enacting piracy on the other major powers in the Caribbean at that time, I think. No, mm. mate, played footy. Um, anyway, you, uh, you sure? Uh, it wasn't when, that he was active in the golden age of piracy with his own ship. <laughs> I'm just saying that when you look up uh, Peter Fitzsimmons' net worth on Google, it says 200 doubloons. <laughs> <laughs> In brackets, buried. <laughs> so oh, well, they've got a lot of money on paper, but <laughs> yeah, it's the same way you talk about billionaires. We'll be like, well, sure, their shares are worth that much, but how's yeah, he going to find the doubloons? It's only liquid if it floods. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, we are all here for a reason, and of course, as you may at home have guessed, um, we are uh, together today in a labor policy think tank. Uh, <laughs> that's right. We're brought together for a reason. We're going to hammer out policies for the next election, folks. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the IPCC reports. They're bad. Um, obviously, we're the we're the we're the Labour Party. We believe in science. We believe in progress. We believe in in smart solutions. Um, as long as we don't we don't really have to kind of change anything, do anything, um, Sorry, go wanna... back on any coal mining kind of promises. Sorry, Ben, you. I, I don't want to backtrack too far, but just mm-hmm. to clarify, that's the the two dudes that wear the clown makeup and do the rapping. God, that would be good, wouldn't it? The ACP. <laughs> I liked it. Oh, I liked it, thanks. Ben. <laughs> thanks, Lucy. Appreciate that very much. All right, what what have we got policy wise with uh with how are we going to solve this climate change, guys? And remember, uh, don't change anything or promise. I'm anything. thinking. I'm thinking of doing some clapback tweets. Uh huh. To mm-hmm. liberal MPs. Epic clapbacks. That's so far mm-hmm. my plan for climate change. Mm. But you can't have the clapback imply that you would do anything differently. Yeah, no, you that's s- why we, I have we'll a team of 40-year-old media advisors to write those tweets for me to make sure that doesn't happen. You can't mention renewables of, um, or yeah. coal 
because what about then a series of like, like queer EV charges, queer oh, V charges. <laughs> All right. I think because because we're the party that <laughs> believes science. Hashtag believe science. Yeah. So I'm posting yeah. that because of the party that I believes science. Love I fucking science. I. <laughs> Like, I think you should post that, but like a star yeah. where the U is. Don't, we don't want to scare away fucking, anyone. Because we, yeah. we don't want to scare anybody. Mm. I think no. we're the party that believes science. I think, I wonder if maybe like um, what we could do is maybe pledge to do a review to commit to having a committee that will like run up some kind of white paper mm. about looking mm. at the possibility of mm. uh, investing some money into perhaps like uh, harnessing the misery of people that we've put into offshore internment camps. Oh, you've beaten me to mm. the next topic, Andrew. Maybe but... we could call it like a refugee newable energy. <laughs> oh, you know? god damn! <laughs> and that's that's going to hit like a lot of our targets. You know, like we because you know there's all those right wing well... people that we want to vote for us, and we actually believe we actually believe that there's a lot of core. Uh, right-wing liberal voters that if if we're just kind of cruel enough, they'll say maybe this is the party for me. So but if we can also, guarantee that a a big chunk of extremely vulnerable people will continue to be purposefully immiserated by policy, hmm. but at the same time, a, a few more people get Teslas. Well, and and it's so like what if it's, we look a little bit sad about it in the process? Uh, like, mm, it's mm. perfect for everybody. It's perfect for everybody. We get to look a bit sad. We also get to like. Uh, ease our border policies so we can appeal to left-wing people, but also that means that more refugees are coming and they go straight into our whole matrix battery setup. Well, how about instead of uh, easing the border policy, we change it so that we add discretionary powers to ease the border policy exclusively for people that have media attention? Oh. Oh, now that is nice. Mm, that's that's nice. I mm. like that. I fucking hate Labor so much. Mm. How are we feeling about... <laughs> how are we feeling about... Uh, the economic and labour situation there. I mean, we are wow. the party of the working people. Can't be helped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, so this is, I think, the tricky thing is, like, with a policy, what, a, what I really want from a policy uh, perspective, and I don't really know how to put this into words, like, <laughs> to write this down and get it onto our website. I'm thinking... Mm. And certainly it, not numbers. I just want to put that a, out there. No, you don't want that Christ. down into numbers. No numbers. You're insane. No numbers. Because we are, like, you know, the progressive party, because we believe science, hashtag believe science, uh, we could use the power of the internet to upload our policies. And our policy will be, uh, you know that gif of John Travolta in Pulp Fiction? Oh, he's looking around. Yeah. He's looking around. Oh, he's like, uh, yeah. "What? What are you going to do? What are you going to do?" Now that's in the zeitgeist. I like that. Yeah. Yep. That movie came out. <laughs> How many years ago? Thirty. <laughs> many or four? I Twenty-seven. Think. I'll say this though. Good movie. It's a good. Movie. What a controversial take. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Crazy a take. Good movie. You are wild for that one. Someone's out there right now, crafting, lovingly crafting a take for Twitter about how Pulp Fiction is so reflective of toxic masculinity. There are 10,000 19-year-olds right now doing TikToks about how... Uh, oh, fucking hell. So this is such an old person to complain about. <laughs> but I saw something the other day where it was like people... Oh, actually, you... I saw this because of you, Theo, you piece of shit. Uh, 
Someone had posted something like, people say they don't like Marvel movies, but these are their letterboxed favourite movies or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the movies were like, I don't know, Taxi Driver, Pulp Fiction. Goodfellas. A handful of other things or whatever. Yeah. And the Shawshank person Redemption. who had posted that image in the reply, someone was like, uh, Pulp Fiction, someone in the reply was like, haha, you got them, you know, whatever. But Pulp Fiction is pretty good. And then the person who posted the original thing replied to them being like, well, yeah, except they start it like in the middle of the movie. So you have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Oh. <laughs> it feels oh like they could have just edited that to make it make more sense. Oh I was just, my God. I try not to get angry at young people because that's a fucking, that's a dumb cunt game. The Marvel game. brain. What- and it seems like it would have been even harder to kind of put that together like that. Where was, where was Vincent Vega's redemption arc? You Although know? I do, I I do see that they are kind of setting all of the pieces up for a pop fiction cinematic universe. Mm. <laughs> PFCU thing. Mm. Yeah, PF Chang's universe. Well, thank you for <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you for uh, persecuting this um, <laughs> scenario with me, inspired by the labor guy who got mad because um, when. Anthony Albanese was like, we got to do something about this climate change and go. Um, you know, I was like, hey, well, well, you know, maybe we should stop opening up new coal mines. And I posted like, no, you know, I just Googled like the latest one to be uh, to be approved and posted in there. And a guy's like, actually, if you read past the headlines, you'd find that that was for metallurgical coal. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and so... Oh, the good Obviously, well, well, that's there is a point in there, but the the corollary to that is, oh, we're not opening up any of the bad coal mines, right? The mm. stinky coal, except, oh, but, it, but it turns out uh, we are, yeah, under labour, we are definitely. Uh, so I'm like, oh, okay, so we're we're not. So that's it. Like, hold on, no hold more, on. As a, no as more a, thermal coal mines, then. As a person who develops uh, labour policy, let me help you out with how to treat sure, the subject, please. right? Don't talk about that coal. Oh, the thermal coal. Shh. No. <laughs> Shh. No. no, they, no. You should be concentrating on epic clapbacks. Yeah. It's worse Clap than back. that, though. They're, they're out there going, like, coal will still form the back, backbone. And this guy's like, um, okay, well, if we don't sell Japan our thermal coal, someone else will. Yep. Yeah, and then we'll yell at them. You st- and like no, what we need to do is keep selling them our coal. Very important, oh, my but God. we will kind of just like you know we'll apply diplomatic pressure on them, and eventually you know they'll close down their things and do it. Like oh, you are just a complete white paste of a of a human. You're, Can I just say you're a, a worm? I don't pretend to be an expert on this thing. You know, obviously, I'm not a I'm not a policy wonk. I'm not a climate scientist. I don't know anything about energy production. I don't know anything about any of that sort of stuff. But <laughs> and I will that's say, why we work for the ALP Policy <laughs> Development Division. <laughs> you can't make a backbone out of coal. You got to make it out of bones. So true. That that's is so true. true. So true. That's I one thing I know thing about that... bones. It's that <laughs> is you that need, they can't you need be coal. One. You need a bone. Yeah, they, they can't be coal. That's true. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Um, one one policy platform that I think we can really stand on as a progressive party that yeah. believes in science, hashtag believe science. Uh, science and some women, unless they accuse some, Bill Shorten. Some women, unless... <laughs> unless, uh, unless they... Know. Yeah. 
We look. We believe a lot of women, unless we think that believing all of those women might potentially make trouble for our side of the basketball court. You know, mm. in which case, mm. anyway, we are a party. We are a party that believes science. Hashtag believe science. Hashtag believe some women. And you know, science really is the backbone of the internet. Don't you agree? And something that I think <laughs> that uh, we should be putting forward as a policy is one in which we can offer everyone out there who wants it a job as a podcaster, which is, you know, traditionally uh, one of the best jobs you can have. Yeah, It's so good. It's so good. It's really hard, but it's not that hard for people who are so smart. So <laughs> smart. You know, mm. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. You guys have like actual jobs. Like the three of you are professionals working in a profession. So when you make fun of the idea of someone being a podcaster, <laughs> you are making fun of me. Hmm. That's okay. I was just a podcaster before this, so it's you know. okay. That was but the now most I'm a professional. Thing I've ever heard now I'm life. a professional. Thank you. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Oh, that's right. The hardest job, unless you're really smart, which Ben is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You also got to be pretty good looking to do it. Handsome. Just like Ben. Doesn't hurt. Nice looking beard. Yep. Doesn't hurt. Even yeah. though it's an audio format, which we have discussed on the show previously, in case uh, in case you have been listening to, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes of this show and continually asking the people around you, where's the pictures? Where's the <laughs> I'm pictures? looking at every screen around me and none <laughs> of them have these guys' faces on it. No one else can hear it because you've got headphones in. They don't know what you're talking about. That may be an indication that you are not smart enough to be a podcaster. However, the ALP, if you elect them, will provide a job for everybody out there at minimum wage to produce their own podcast and just, you know, get their thoughts and feelings out into the world. There are some people out there who are also trying to make their own podcasts happen. And Lucy has happened upon a story uh, this week which mm. really ticked all the right boxes for us to dive into and investigate uh, as a classic relationship trouble type scenario on the segment that we all love. It's Paging Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble Just to pick up your telephone and dial it on the double You call one now you're paging Lucy, yeah. what the fuck is the deal? <laughs> this is I saw this as just a screenshot in a tweet of the headline of this, which is from the cut, which I feel like is a real breeding ground for some of the most just fucking they just let anyone write anything on the cut some days, I feel like. I feel like that's true of the internet generally is they will let anyone they will. write you, anything. Anyone can write anything. Uh, I take Lucy's point though. There are There's several online publications, maybe I shouldn't name them. There's several online publications that I kind of associate with the... We'll, with stories we'll like down, this. We'll slap down a hundred bucks for you to just throw up whatever airball. The know? Guardian Australia. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, to make UK. yourself the main character of the internet for a day, yeah, we'll pay right. you approximately oh $100. Get those hate clicks yeah. coming. The Guardian I, I, Australia loves throwing the dumbest people alive like to the sharks. I've just been like, mm. oh, you have a, a bad opinion? Horribly articulated? 
You've never Here's written anything before? <laughs> Well, the, the other type of story they will let you do is, um, oh no, I have actually I have accidentally set my microwave to run for forty six hundred minutes, and I have broken the cancel button. I think like, she's actually a full time employee. <laughs> the woman to whom you're oh, she's on retainer. <laughs> so, the headline that really really caught my eye here: the aspiring podcaster making the most of his open marriage. Now, I don't want to start with quibbles before you've started reading the article. (laughs) Yeah. There is no such thing as an aspiring podcaster. No, because you you can just just make a podcast or you you haven't made it yet. That's it. You don't need anything. Andrew sent us a message and said, would you like to start a podcast about Australian politics? We all had shit microphones and we started recording it and releasing it to the internet with no oversight. Mm-hmm. No checks and balances. Mm. No one can stop you. No quality control. No one you can just stop you. Do it. Mm. There yeah, is only yeah. one branch, and it's podcast. If yeah. you um, if you if you think that there is a barrier to entry for becoming a podcaster, please listen to episode one of Bunta Vista or episode one of Good luck any podcast. Yeah. Mm. Any of them. All of them sound like they were recorded in a wind tunnel by someone who is currently having a panic attack, and they still put it online. They all sound like they were recorded on a dictaphone that has been hidden uh, up somebody's ass in a prison cell inspection. Yes. <laughs> a wax cylinder in someone's <laughs> most private of sanctuaries. So anyway, this is a diary of the aspiring podcaster making the most of his open marriage, which so this really is from hits, their, hits a bunch their... of our interests. This is their sex diary series, which is where people write mm. in and they detail their actual sex life, supposedly, uh, in great yeah. detail for the benefit of all of us who want to know what sex is like. Yes. Just, yeah. just, curi- just like? curious, do any of us, are any of us uh, open to that idea? Uh, like, what, what would somebody have to pay you, uh, Theo, to detail <laughs> your sex life for a magazine? Well, I, I would have to balance it with whatever it is that I'm losing by doing this. Well, you know what's... Sorry, and I don't want to, you know, get too much into your personal life here, Theo. Sure. Is that between you and Caitlin, Caitlin is way more open to talking about this than you are. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm embarrassed Maybe she should Caitlin, write the sex Caitlin's... diary. Okay. Well, no, I mean, Maybe. I think she has, you know, like a a normal relationship <laughs> with sex where it's... <laughs> No, it's not embarrassing for her, and it's a normal thing for adults to talk about, and it's fine. Okay. Hmm. Is this comfortable to, to be talking about right now? <laughs> sure, this is very helpful. Hey, Theo, can I simply uh, say anyway. to you, uh, <laughs> now now that you have made a baby, you don't have to talk about it anymore, because everybody knows that it's you've Everyone knows that you've yeah, done right. it. Everyone knows yeah. you've done that's it. That's right. It's pretty cool. Go on, Lucy. Day one, 8.30am, I'm doing this jogging thing every morning. It's miserable, but I want to get in better shape. I'm in an open marriage, and I'd like to take more advantage of my situation. In order for me to do that, I need to get my confidence up. We, we are setting such a miserable scene right off the bat yeah, here. Immediately, I, immediately, I'm miserable. I need to be more confident because I'm clearly the one who is having less sex in my open marriage. Hmm. I um yeah I immediately get an image from this of like uh my husband has talked me into having an open marriage and now I have to uh get get 
in in good enough shape to have the self confidence to attempt to have sex with someone else yeah. outside of my marriage. I'd like to be winning this open marriage. Yeah, <laughs> you've got it. We, you've got it. We have we have a whiteboard in the common room in the apartment, <laughs> and yeah. like you have to ring a bell when you fuck somebody. Yeah, put a little thing up on the board. Oral is just point five. <laughs> 10 a.m. I'm actually in the early stages of my own podcast. So I have a call with a producer about it this morning. We have to what figure the out the budget. Fuck is a producer? What? A I don't know. Maybe budget? this person has a reason to have a producer Where and a budget. Where is money involved? That doesn't sound oh, right. Oh, never mind. I just read the next sentence. Uh, my husband has a big job in real estate, so I rely on him <laughs> for most of my money. <laughs> I've had a lot of business ideas throughout the year and feel worried about running this one by him. But if I'd know what kind of startup money I'll need, it's not too much. I won't be as nervous about opening the dialogue. Do you mean thirty dollars for a microphone off Amazon? What the fuck is the startup money? You're typing this on a computer, I assume. Audacity is free. You just have to make sure that the the wiggly bits never hit the top or bottom. It shouldn't be hitting the top. <laughs> I want to know what this podcast is so bad, but I also know that's exactly what this sick fuck wants. <laughs> that's true. <sighs> All right. 5 p.m. My husband texts that he's not going to be home until later because of a work dinner. Our openness is, for the most part, don't ask, don't tell. I assume on Very nights open. like this, he's meeting up with someone for a quick fuck or maybe a date. Well, hang on, hang as on. Long as that's, come- not, <laughs> that's not don't ask, don't tell. That's uh, ask and then be lied to. <laughs> that's true. That's, I'm going to a work dinner. Like that's that's, that's don't ask. Tell your partner a lie. So immediately sounding extremely healthy. As long as he comes home to me, it's good. fine. I really don't care. This might play well into my podcast, please, since maybe he'll feel a little guilty later. Oh my god, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's such so a unhealthy. fucking bummer. So immediately unhealthy. <laughs> that is such a bummer. Like, like you've already sort of you've already laid out the the financial imbalance, which I would have thought is immediately mm. like Ooh. like again. We, we are on this podcast. We are very amateur, uh, like poly scholars, and unless there's anything you guys aren't telling me. Um, we're very amateur poly scholars and we're always like trying to figure out the dynamics of this sort of stuff. But even as a complete neophyte, I can imagine that being in a situation like this where your partner makes a lot more money than you do and you have to say things like, sweetie, can I have some of your pocket change to buy a microphone for my computer? I guess we can be in an open marriage if you want to be. Guilt as a crowbar to get... That money. Oh get a little bit of money. Like, it already sounds like your dynamics are all fucked up. You're trying to get into shape so that you feel confident enough to fuck somebody else. Meanwhile, every time your husband's out late, you're assuming that he's banging somebody. Oh, so you, you sucked another guy's dick tonight? That's crazy. I need a sure <laughs> SM57. <laughs> God damn. Talk him down to a blue Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 9 p.m. I watch some of the White Lotus jerk off while thinking of A, a past lover, and get myself to sleep. Uh, so the husband that's... hasn't come home, is what I'm reading. <laughs> husband well, not, hasn't at come least home. Not by 9 p.m. Yeah. Can I look? This is. Yes. I, I know we just said that 
a quarter of the people on this podcast don't like to discuss things like this. <laughs> Has anybody here ever in their whole life jacked off while thinking about someone that they slept with in the past? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You've God. never been like, that memory was a very nice sexual experience. Are you joking no. off thinking of people you've slept with in the future? Because that's <laughs> fucking wild. <laughs> that's crazy. No, I'm watching <laughs> pornography like a straight man. That's... I mean, that's, you know, but if you're in a pitch. Yeah, I guess. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so rarely without uh, service these days. You know? <laughs> I think that's bad for the brain. This is one of my things where I don't really believe it, but at the same All time, right, but, I but really believe can it. You, can you visualize anything that's not just like the vague concept of like two dots in like oh, do sort, you of a, a sort of Fantasia. Like a monochrome? You're experiencing masturbation aphantasia. <laughs> no, I th- I think my issue is that um that like I I never enjoyed one night stands and I've had several long term relationships and I've I've been with my wife for ten plus years now. So as far as I'm concerned, it's like I I don't remember having sex with anybody, you know? Mm. Except for your sense. wife. Yeah. I remember that. That's fine. <laughs> I remember having sex with your wife too, Andrew. That's right. Slam dunk. (laughs) Hello, it's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Vista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both the bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. Day two. Day two. 8.30am. Day one was so sad. Day two. Day one was so sad. I assume it only gets better from here. 8.30am. I think my husband got home pretty late last night. He's asleep in our guest bedroom, which is pretty normal since that room has the strongest AC and he likes it more than our bedroom in the summer. I mean, I leave like, my run while he's uh-huh. still asleep. That sounds sad, but like, if you're in a long-term relationship, sometimes those practical considerations come up. You know, I I run very hot at night, so mm. while I love the idea of a cuddle, invariably I'm always like, "Please get the fuck away from me! I am a nuclear reactor right now, and you're only sure. hurting the problem." Like some shit from Chernobyl. Just let me be over here on this side of the bed. You know, different bedroom mm. with AC going. I can see the appeal of that. It does yeah, sound in sad. isolation, totally fine. Hmm. Sure, you know. But this guy's also like, "Oh, don't come near me. I, I, it's, it was so hot last night. I stink. Um, don't come <laughs> near me until I, I won't have you smelling me until I have a shower." <laughs> um, we met about ten years ago at a gay bar in Brooklyn. We've always been open. The week we got married at a beautiful restaurant in Manhattan, we both okay. fucked other people. We <laughs> laugh about it then, and we still laugh about it. As for our own sex life, it's very tame. We have sex with each other once a month or so, and not much else in between. I mean, we've been together 10 years. What do you expect? 
Okay, can I can I just offer can I just offer my input as somebody who has been married for like mm. <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for the better part of ten years? Is um, it going to be a brag about how much you have sex? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It's um no, I'm I'm on my Al Bundy shit. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, 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 no pig. No. <laughs> my flush, extremely flush hot wife always wants to have sex with me, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> um. No, that's 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 not what I mean. Uh, what I mean is like, I totally understand if you're like, I have been in a monogamous relationship with somebody mm. for mm. ten years, and we're we're the only person that we have sex with. Um, you know, in in like in my case, we got kids. We've mm. got all these all these life events that have happened. Um, Once a like, month, we act out the sink scene from the master. Yep, Theo. Theo has Theo has entered the zone that I am personally leaving at the moment, which is the one where there is like an infant and then a toddler and then like another toddler, like coming into your bed or leaving your bed or whatever at all fucking hours. Oh, we like, we're we're like more active than ever. Really? Do you mean do you mean being awake at night or having sex? <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> so, but but like like, I I understand if you have been in a monogamous relationship for ten years that like the routine of life and blah 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 all that kind of thing that you are more than likely going to be having sex more infrequently. Yeah, you, you see were. your partner's penis and you go, oh, there it is again. There it is. Whereas, Sad. still looks the same. I kind of wonder. You're looking to the left, surprise. I kind of wonder: Does is this less, is this less of a factor when you have an open marriage and your husband is like fucking other people all the time? It's like we How have can sex. That add w- some intrigue. Well, I guess I guess what I'm saying is, to me, the things that don't quite gel are: we have sex once a, once a month or so, but we've been married for ten years. What do you expect? Doesn't quite gel with, and also. My husband's out late all the time because he's fucking other people. We both have otherwise active and exciting sex lives. Like, like it just—it sounds like the issue isn't your husband's libido or sex drive. That's all I'm saying. You just have—you have a roommate. Like, you have a roommate. That's fine. You have a you roommate, have and that. you ac- <laughs> you accidentally <laughs> suck each other's dicks. Yeah, you have a roommate where when the moon gets full, you go up. Well, there it <laughs> is. Oh. Okay, may as well. 4pm, while my husband is at the office, I get to work on a new salmon dish. I open some crisp white wine while I cook. I don't know why I hate that phrasing so much. I get yeah, to work on a new it. salmon dish. Like you're in the lab doing R&D. I've invented a new kind of salmon dish. No, you haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. All salmon dishes have been done. There's no way you have yeah. a new salmon dish. There's no he- space for salmon innovation. <laughs> he, co- he comes home, 9pm. Honey, I invented something called Salmon Brown. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to hit the shower. <laughs> I can't. Uh, oh. I would love to eat Salmon Brown, but I'm fucking another guy tonight. So yep. Salmon Brown Hope is you don't out. mind if I put a load of washing on straight away. <laughs> 5 p.m. D, a friend with benefits, text to see if I want to grab dinner later. I love this man because he's got a beautiful body and he's just unhinged enough to be interested. He also uh, never wants anything on. more from me. <laughs> Hold on. Interested. He, yeah, not interesting. 
interested, mm, interested in me. If you were like, I he's think. unhinged yeah. enough to be interesting, that would be like, mm. oh, this guy has managed to pique my interest. Instead, it's like, this guy's fucking crazy he's enough, enough to, have to sex find me. Crazy attractive. enough to like me. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. really healthy. This that's, whole thing's so unflattering. Mm. He never wants anything more from me than some good company over good food and then a great fuck. It's very simple between us. I text him that unfortunately tonight is not good. We make plans for tomorrow. I'm having salmon brown. Got, got <laughs> too much going brown. on. There's the salmon. <laughs> really busy with this salmon. My husband comes home to a gorgeous table with candles and dinner ready. We have a great meal and a second bottle of wine. I ask him to help fund the podcast and he says he's happy to. Phew! I decide not to ask him any questions about his whereabouts last night. It's just, my, uh, just a little, just a little tip for tat. Just little a little tip for tat of my, using financial incentive to not leverage anything emotional. My husband Fuck. peels my husband peels two crisp twenty dollar bills out of his wallet, and all is well. <laughs> Two hundred dollars oh. on the table. Where I'm, were I'm you? Take lie? away oh, ten dollars for every question you ask. Wow. Oh, 9 p.m. I make him rewatch the new episode of The White Lotus with me. We laugh so hard, it's truly better than sex. I'm always saying that about laughter. I always say that about televisual sitcoms. Wow, this yep. is better than fucking. I'm glad I did this. <laughs> I often when, glad I watched when, this uh, episode of The Blacklist. <laughs> when. When me and wife of the show, my wife Elna, are watching season two of Barry, I turned to her during episode three and said, I'm so glad I'm not fucking you right now. <laughs> That's the choice everyone has. Don't use better than sex as a comparison for anything. Those are different things for different times. It's, it's not diff- like different to sex. You're like, <laughs> you've cooked dinner and you're sitting down and you're like, oh, we could chuck something on the TV or we could have 23 minutes or 43 minutes, depending on what length of show it is, of sex. That's not the choice you're making. It's not like it's a binary between those two things. You don't have to compare yeah, everything good. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sex, you know. And I whatever. could definitely have 43 good. minutes of sex as well. Yeah, me too. And I definitely wouldn't start getting tired after, you know, I just, eight I, to ten look, minutes. Can, can I take a moment? <laughs> look, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Here. Oh, fucking here we mm. go. Okay. Can I, can I just <laughs> take a minute? Can I take a minute to shout out the creative geniuses at HBO, the home <laughs> box office, because I've been watching a few prestige television shows lately where the episodes are half an hour long. That's fucking fine. Mm. That's fine. Ten episodes of half an hour long in a season. Great. Mm. Thank you. Good stuff. So that, right, that was it. the thing you wanted to be serious about. No, yes. Thank you you asked ready. for permission for it in advance, unlike every other thing you've said on this podcast. Yes. Okay. Thanks, HBO. Day three. <laughs> 10 a.m. day three. I actually do have a job. (laughs) (laughs) So convincing. That is so convincing. A few days a week, I help an older woman in our building with basic errands. I do her groceries and tidy up for her. Sure. Cool. That's nice. That's a nice social service. That's a nice thing that you're doing. It's almost certainly not a job, but it's nice of you. We play cards sometimes. I really like her. Her kids all live in Florida, so they pay me to be her companion. Don't say it like that. Don't phrase it like that. It, when you said the errands thing, I'm like, great. That's really cool sure. that you can help her out, and that's really nice. And maybe you'll build a friendship as well. Don't frame mm. it as in her kids pay me to be her friend. That's fucking yeah. fucked. That's shit. That's fucked up. That's shit. It's good money and good karma. 
It's not Today good karma anymore. Today is my day anymore. with her. No, it's not. It's, it's really stopping not. good karma when you said <laughs> the money it. thing, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb and say f- for most things, as far as most things are concerned, they cannot be good money and good karma. No. 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 Your, your karma is staying in stasis mm. while you're taking cash. Yeah. As soon, like, if you were about to do a good deed and someone says, oh, I'll pay you $100 for it, and you go... Great. Yes, please. Great. Your karma meter has just gone right down. The karma goes up when you say, I don't need your $100. I'm going to do this because it's the right good thing to do. Mm. That, that puts the karma meter through the roof. As soon as you say, I like the look of those five, five $20 bills. Yep. Mm. Little message comes up. Everyone Boom. disliked that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go through four more days of this. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That can't be right. Oh my god! Sorry. Okay, let's. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited so to see D later, so I start preparing Me too. for it. <laughs> Me too. All right. I'm insecure about my body right now, but I also have a great new wardrobe thanks to all my recent online shopping. Oh, I browse through my that, closet. Yeah, who paid for that? And get ready to take a shower. It hits me that I'm horny, so quickly I get off in the bathroom before the shower. I love that that he phrases that as a sudden realization. Just like yeah, hitting I'm his head like, in the shower. Oh, shit. Wait a I'm second. Horny. I'm horny. Wait a minute. Mm. I, <laughs> I, got, I, got the, I got a reminder on my phone. Horny? Horny? 5 p.m.? You know? Duolingo Owl being like, are you why horny? Doesn't just, <laughs> why doesn't he just hop into the shower, by the way? You can't be jacked why do you do in the shower, man. But he oh. says he's doing it in the bathroom before the shower. Where is he doing no, it then? He's, I think he's doing it on the toilet and then getting into the shower. Well, that's only if you have or a into bathroom. The sink. It's only if you have that's a bathroom yucky. where the toilet is in the shower. Yeah, just do it in the I'm shower. I'm sorry, bro. in the bathroom. What the fuck's wrong with you? Well, oh. we've, no, but we've had a we've had an extremely anti doing it in the shower take from Andrew. Yeah, see, the problem is, oh, it's the so toilet's high fine. <laughs> it's so high protein. The hot water immediately turns that. Oh, he knows that. Oh, it's all stuck in the goes like no. there are, you guys, you, can, you got me. It's no good. This is worse that we're having this two times now on the podcast. You got to you got to scrape the drain cover with. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on right now. 5pm, text my husband that I'll be out for a few hours tonight. Puts a heart emoji on my message. He knows, and we both know that he knows. But we don't need to discuss it. It's all good. It doesn't sound like it's all good. It doesn't really sound like it's all good at all. If you have to reiterate it every time, I don't believe you that it's all good. Mm. I'm fine. I'm really fine. Fine. 7pm, I'm fine. (laughs) Utmost trust, and that's why we don't need to tell each other anything. That's why we don't tell each other any truths. That's why oh, I, I that's why I don't ask him questions about who he's been having sex with if I want to get the money I need. I 100% we believe love and trust each other. That Polly is mm. real. But I do believe a key component of it working is that you in some way have to get off on the fact that your partner is having sex with other people. I agree with that. Take. I think there's got to be some weird slight cuck element to it where you're just like, "Oh no, you fucked someone else tonight. That's awful." I have an enormous. I wouldn't want to hear about it. Yeah, I'd hate for you to describe it to me in detail That's in a way so that made naughty. me sound very wimpy. See, <laughs> I, I, I kind of believe in the flip side of this, right? Which is, oh, you're on the re- no cuck side of the spectrum. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, uh, and again, if we if we go off this piece purely, right? The way <laughs> the way I set. read this, the the one authority on Polly. <laughs> This, this one person with an open marriage. But but the way that this reads to me is not 
I'm getting off on the fact that my husband is having sex with other people. It is my husband's having sex with other people, and that is a fact that I begrudgingly it's accept. It's I be- fine. I begrudgingly accept it, and I go out of my way to not discuss it because it gives me the credits that I require to have sex outside of my marriage if I manage to arrange it. Mm. She's just he's mm-hmm. he's just banking he's just banking those credits just oh, a little and little that's bit in one the bank of the here. the keys of a successful relationship is that you should be keeping a tally of everything. Yeah. At all ideally, ideally, most things oh. in your relationship should be a transaction of some kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Transactional. That's what it should be. Mm. All right, we're at all uh, right. like forty three minutes of the podcast so far. Yeah. Let's, yeah. I'm gonna, it's going to be an okay, all so- poly podcast. That is. He goes on a date with Dee, they have sex, and then 11.30pm, I kiss my husband goodnight in the bedroom with the good AC and sleep like a baby in the other one. Day four. You could sleep in the, in the good bedroom. Yeah, it seems like the good bedroom yeah, is the good Yeah, why aren't you one. sleeping in the good bedroom? It's my understanding. All right, day four boy. at 11.30am, I have another call about the podcast, and now I can confirm that I have the budget. This is super exciting. I can't really talk about the concept, but it revolves around what it means to have a happy life. Oh, like you sound shit, like an dude. authority. Well, you sound like an expert. <laughs> Your podcast should be about reading articles about other people's sex lives from other publications. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what. My, my husband had a meeting near our apartment, so he comes home for lunch. We decide to order in and be very lazy, so we watch TV while eating lunch. And it's very hedonistic and wonderful. How long is your partner's lunch <laughs> that you can get food delivered in that time and then eat it and then go back to what you were doing? When you work well, from home, your lunch is as long hours. as you want. That's fine. Oh, God, that's hot. Yep. Sounds really hedonistic, eating on the couch in front of the TV. I watched Just another like a episode Roman of would have done. <laughs> I watched another episode of White Lotus and shoot big ropes with all my laughter. <laughs> Both of us come real hard because it's a funny, entertaining show. <laughs> oh, I watched the movie of the Flintstones and... Oh. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. And I know that we're trying to get through this very fast. Yep. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Was yes, it like 1994 live-action Flintstones movie? Yeah, yeah. I watched... Uh, so, I, so I really watched this... I was That's watching the this first recently. movie I remember seeing at the cinema as, really? as a child. That's my oh. earliest cinema memory of seeing that movie. Well, That's can I one. say this? No. Let's John Goodman. John Goodman is low-key yoked in that movie. Yeah, he's got fucking huge biceps for some that. reason. What's going on there? And That's he's right. showing them off because of the bowling. Well, and because all of his shirts are sleeveless. Sleeveless. Because <laughs> he's wearing one-piece caveman. He's wearing a tank top moo moo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and his and his guns are looking fucking prime. Shout out mm. to friend of the show, John Goodman. If you're still listening, thanks, John. <laughs> thanks, John. When I tell my husband about my podcast updates, he's a little dismissive. Oh, it hurts my feelings, but I try not to dwell on it. Sometimes I feel pretty alone in my relationship. The uh, try having I have- a wife, bro. <laughs> <laughs> try telling your wife about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, don't make this now about two sad people. The lovers I have on the side aren't really there for me emotionally, and my husband isn't always either. Can we just row back like 30 seconds of this article to where he said that he was making a podcast about how to be happy in your life? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
I'm insecure about of... my body and I'm very sad about my husband's I'm alone. Doesn't take me seriously yeah. at all, so... <laughs> okay. Oh, it gets worse. At least I'm a podcaster. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Fuck. <laughs> How can... Just this sentence is so bad. This is one of our longest, most ongoing issues. And frankly, I think it's more about my own sense of self-worth than anything my husband is not doing. Kind of seems like it's both. It, it seems like that's kind of part of a relationship is recognizing yeah. that maybe, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's going well. Eight p.m. We make big salads for dinner and read books in our respective bedrooms. The <sighs> night is perfectly boring and fine. Did he reckon that adding big before salads would make it sound less sad? You had to get yeah. the big salads. Big salad. Oh, the oh. salads we had were enormous. <laughs> So, don't even worry about it. He's on the Caesar salad diet. <laughs> I see the salad and I eat it. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I guess like um, this is kind of coming back to we eat lunch while we're watching TV. It's very hedonistic. Uh, yeah. You should have seen the size of this salad. It's like what Julius Caesar would have eaten. Caesar salad, there you go. Yeah, yeah that joke would have been better eating. if we hadn't have already had the Caesar salad joke from earlier, but... Yeah, but but Theo was doing his seafood diet thing, so that's a that's a different stream of joke. <laughs> Day five. That seafood. <laughs> Day five. Two p.m. He he is another lover I see occasionally. He's a male model, bartender, and total slut. We met out on Fire Island two summers ago when I went for a few nights with my husband. That trip was interesting as we both fucked other men just a few doors away from each other. It was almost too much even for us, but luckily we had a great sense of humor about it the next day. Let's see, I this guess is our relationship. Like. This mm. is you should have. I think for a successful relationship, they again should have been getting off on that. They should yeah. have been like, we were it's, fucking other people a couple of doors away from each other. It was and they're so like, hot. Yeah. Instead, they're like, well, that was kind of gross. I hate to think of you having that sex, was gross but and well, weird. we'll laugh yeah. about it later. Awful. I could, no. I could I, barely handle it. Is the tone that I'm taking yeah. away from that, yeah, which doesn't but, sound like a, f- a fun. We did marriage. some strained laughter 72 hours later when we decided uh, to start speaking again. Haha, <laughs> pretty mm, funny. I guess our relationship another works very handsome because we're man. able <laughs> <laughs> We're able to laugh about our affairs or ignore them completely. Mm. I you know, they uh, I did always not fuck say that, that weekend. <laughs> they always say that the hallmark of a healthy relationship is ignoring your issues. Yep. I I'm always saying issues. Yes. That's right. Um, We've had sex a few times since and we flirt constantly with each other via text. He texts to invite me to an art opening. He's promoting at his bar. The event is tomorrow night. I tell him I'll be there. 6 p.m. over dinner, I tell my husband that I'm seeing E tomorrow. He barely looks up from his sushi and says, he's so fucking hot. We never fight or compete over men, though. This is such a minor quibble, but Mm. like... Sushi is not a food you have to stare at a lot. No. You sort of you pick no. up the piece and then you put it in your mouth. It doesn't take like a lot yeah. of dedicated <laughs> concentration. You're not like just staring at your sushi being like, fuck, how am I gonna get this into my mouth? You just you just do refusing to look up from my tuna hand roll. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That just seems that's hmm. uh, something. Eight PM I FaceTime with my siblings who all live near my parents in New Jersey. They're all together for my mum's eightieth birthday tonight. 
My husband hops on to say hello to everyone. In some ways, we are very adorable and traditional, despite our raunchy sex life. Yeah, Jersey is just there. Yeah, like... um, 80th birthday, that's a big one. 80th birthday. Your mum's 80th birthday, massive sort of milestone birthday. Uh, For those who aren't as, you know, familiar with America as we are, as America experts, (laughs) New Jersey is immediately adjacent to the southern point of the state of New York. Uh, the northern part of New Jersey, say somewhere like Montrose, is a 20-minute train ride from Manhattan. Literally, mm-hmm. you just get on the train and you're there. The furthest you can possibly be away from Manhattan in New Jersey is about a two-and-a-half-hour drive. That's where you Tony You could go Soprano to your lives. mum's 80th. This guy doesn't have a fucking job. But they're eating sushi, though, and not talking to each other. Yeah, so obviously you couldn't. Lock yeah, and get on, out man. of that. Yeah. I wouldn't want on. to be late for a phone call with a podcast producer at 11 a.m. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. The next day, he sends flowers to his mother's house, then jerks off thinking about A again and takes a really long shower. Maybe Four you should hours just be married between to those A. Things. Just <laughs> they, stressing yeah, those about things it. were it's not, not at like the same time. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was, it's the abridged yeah. version. Yeah. I'm so glad I don't have to write in a diary when I jacked off and print it in the paper. And you certainly don't have to say it on a podcast either. (laughs) 7pm goes to this party where E works, um, which is at a bar, and then says, why didn't I think about inviting my husband? I guess I was blinded by the allure of sleeping with E tonight. Great question. Mm -hmm. 9pm, the party is cool, but I feel kind of creepy hanging out by myself. I text my husband to see if he wants to meet me here, but he doesn't write back. I guess he made plans of his own. I mean, that is weird to go like go to something and then two hours into it be like, "Hey, honey, did you want to come hey, to this function that I'm going to, to this tonight?" Thing? <laughs> that started two hours ago that I've been at for two hours. Just thought I mm. probably should have invited you. Mm. So come along if you feel like it. Oh, you know, text me like- back. 9.15pm, 15 minutes after the text, I tell E I'm going to go home and he pulls me into his arms and starts kissing me. He uses a lot of tongue, which I absolutely love. In a flash, we go into the bathroom stall. He says he wants to suck my dick. Who could say no to that? Well, you got a point. That's a great question. That's a great point. 10pm, I'm in an Uber home and smiling big time. That is the line delivery... Of someone that's never had sex. <laughs> that's someone who's well, never I've had, just had their my dick, dick sucked, sucked and I gotta say, the grin on my face, you would not believe. <laughs> that was it. all smiles. That's that's like some real Adam Sandler shit to be like, I just got my dick sucked and then <laughs> smiling big time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're finally up to day seven. Oh my Nine God. a.m. I slept late. I'm a little hungover and not ready to face the world. 10.30am, over my first coffee, I FaceTime with my mother so she can show me the flowers that were delivered. She's so sweet, my mother. She asked me what I did last night and I almost spit out my coffee. I went to an art show. It was kind of boring, I say to her, dying inside. Uh, Calm down. Again, someone who has never had their dick sucked before. (laughs) So he's he's FaceTiming with his mother who lives on the other side of the world? That's... That's what's happening here? Yeah, obviously. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Way too far away to go and see. Okay. God, they have to put a road between New York and New Jersey one day. Finally. <laughs> Finally I could have taken you those flowers myself, but... Mm, Technology doesn't exist yet. 
<laughs> when are those Amazon delivery drones coming online? <laughs> oh, my husband is working from home today. He asked how E was, and I asked him if he wants to know the whole story or just the surface. Um, maybe just the surface, he says. I can respect that. I don't ask what he did last night while I was gone. God damn. Don't know what the two versions of that story would be. Being like, uh, he sucked me yeah, off. what's the or, surface? this is how he sucked me off. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Grip strength, 7 out of 10. Head movement... <laughs> Four out of ten. Could have worked on that a little bit. Suction, I'm giving him six Dysons. <laughs> That's a lot. Imagine how many bowling balls you could pick up with that. No, sorry, it's actually a rating out of 20, so it's quite low. Oh, uh, what an odd arbitrary system for suction you're using. 4pm, I make a big list of things I have to do for the podcast. I'm so that- psyched. <laughs> It's taking you fucking seven days to not get anything done on the podcast. Oh, yeah, I want to prove to the world that I can be successful call. at something. Oh, so uh, this is from personal experience. No one is going to be impressed if what the thing that you're successful at is podcasting. It's a podcast. Nobody. Yeah, we have a successful podcast that nobody is impressed. No, nobody don't tell anyone lives. about it. Mm. <laughs> If somebody, if somebody in real life says to you, "Tell me about your podcast," you will feel like you are dying. Oh, I say no, no. I, you don't. It's fine. What do you do for work? They're asking you what size your clown shoes are, basically, <laughs> when they yeah. ask you that question. Yeah, don't tell them. Don't tell them the size. Seven p.m. I walk around my neighborhood, listening to different podcasts and calling it research. Oh, fuck you. Have you heard some of these <laughs> podcasts they've got? <laughs> I'm checking out the prior I'm, art. Some podcasts. Checking out the market, and it appears there are several podcasts. Several out. podcasts. As I cross the street, I make eye contact with the hottest man I've ever seen. I want to turn around and chase him, but there's no way I can do that without seeming creepy. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he started yeah. running after a man, it'd be odd. That'd be pretty weird. Do, doing pretty Tex weird. Avery Wolf face. <laughs> yep. My tongue unfurls. <laughs> He could see my heart beating out of my chest, distorting my T-shirt. Well, better go home and jack off. (laughs) (laughs) I jack off there on the street behind the car, thinking of you. (laughs) That's, of course, the letter you, not you, the listener. Yeah. Um, I take a minute to appreciate that I have the freedom to flirt with him or anyone else when the time comes. Fucking hell. At what cost, buddy? (laughs) At what cost? cost. <laughs> this, and and see, I guess this is like, I I feel like this is the account of an open marriage that most aligns to what I imagine an open marriage to be, which mm. is a, a whole a whole series of like compromises and just begrudgingly accepting your intimate partner being with somebody else. And like this, oh, we went to Fire Island, and I was like, I think I'm about to fucking freak out because my husband's having sex with someone two tents over and I can hear it. Uh, also that you can say, but if I wanted to flirt with a guy at a bar, I could and it would be allowed. Yeah. You can know, also man. do that when you have a roommate or some friends. You can just love mm. your friends, I feel like, is a lot of what this is missing. <sighs> yeah, it's just... Oh, man. 
That is a bummer. If you are big time poly or open marriage style, please write into Punta Vista. Oh no, mailbag at puntavista.com and let us Only know. Only if you have a healthy one. <laughs> I don't want one of these no, ones. No, both. I, no, I want to know both. I want to know both. Please write no, into mailbag at puntavista.com. No, an unhealthy one. Tell <laughs> us about your unhealthy poly relationships. I don't need to hear the good examples. Um, <laughs> no, no. Like, like for, for realsies, if you are in a poly or open relationship, please write into mailbag at puntavista.com and tell us, what's the deal? Our minds are as open as your relationship. That is so true, Ben. That mm. is so true. That's what's up. So... That True. is what's up, isn't it? That is that's what's up. <laughs> that is the thing that's what's up this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lucy, thank you so much mm. for You're bringing welcome. us an article that we yeah. could spend roughly one hour talking about. In yeah, its terrifying You're nature. <laughs> what's uh? What's your takeaway? What's the solution from Doctor Lucy for this? I guess a uh, really successful marriage that is that is just vibrating with good energy. It's probably just that if you feel you need to write an article for the cut expressing how happy you are about your open marriage, you might just not be that happy in it and you don't have to have one I if you don't, don't really want to. I don't fully understand the compulsion this person had to write about this because mm. I don't think they're describing anything particularly novel. I don't want to lean into stereotypes here, but like two Manhattan gay dudes who fuck other guys mm. is not the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life. But they're also not, like, describing joy? Like, I, I no, don't... No, but the, no. But they're not describing a profound sadness, which, you know, informs a lot of interesting art. They're just describing the sort of malaise you would have after, like, a long-term relationship. Yeah. Like... Yeah. They talk about it like it's kleptomania. It would it's not be really, more... we don't we don't need to do this, but we are getting away with it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Ben. It would be more interesting if this person was like, ev- you know, every other weeknight, my husband goes out and he's gone for hours, and I know that he's been with someone else, and it breaks my heart, and I'm so miserable, but I can't be without them. I can't like, say to them, I love them so much and I can't be without them. And I know that if I say, I just want you to be with me, that they'll leave. And I can't, I can't do that. I can't be without them. That would be so much more interesting than like, I oh, fucked Toby again. And then I was like, hey, that's cool. Like, yeah. I think if I wanted to hear a relationship described to me that was like kind of good, but kind of bad, I could ask anyone that's in a long-term relationship. Yeah. You know, like mm. it would be more interesting if this was about like, yes, we're in an open relationship, but we still have all the boredom of other couples who have been married for ten years. You know, yeah, but that's not how they're framing it, is it? They're they're definitely well, no. it's implied. The but, well, the the only sure the only the only context in which it is framed that way is we've been together for ten years, so of course my husband doesn't fuck me that much. Also, he's fucking other people heaps. Yeah, so I don't right. think I learned anything. And I think the thing that's really funny about this is the phrase aspiring podcaster. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, that's you what don't need anyone's really permission. got me. Like if honestly, we we have we have talked to a number of people over the years who are like starting their own podcast, right? Or who have have mm. relatively recently started a podcast. And I generally I have like broad advice for people 
who who are starting. Don't record your first episode. Don't. <laughs> Just talk to each other for an hour. Just have come, like a little warm up. Come back then, a uh, week later and yeah. Yeah, like, uh, like, like. Generally speaking, I have advice for people if they want to start a podcast, and one of those things is like just, just put out an hour's worth of stuff a week. The most important thing is to just get in the routine of producing an hour of content. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's good or bad. Yeah, it can your, be bad. Sort your it audio can be bad. out. You first. can do it two hundred something episodes. Look, or maybe it'll take you a while to sort your audio out. Whatever. But the main mm-hmm. thing is, you know, just consistent drip feed of content i think that most people like i th- i think that this is like the next generation version of going to look at a website and seeing like the under construction gif spinning around you know just don't even advertise that you're going to have that section if you don't have that section yet yeah 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 if you if you see that thing most people just say oh you mean you haven't sorted any of this shit out i will never come back to this website again or same same thing for mm-hmm. podcasts where it's like well we put out our first episode and then six weeks later we, we put out our second episode but Whatever. Maybe they so, see the under construction thing and they go, wait a second, there's some little men living in this website and they're doing work and wearing <laughs> hard hats. That's pretty cool. I, I guess I would just say to anybody, if you are spending weeks, literal weeks, talking to producers and talking to your husband about funding it and listening to podcasts and walking around Soho and... Like, if, if there's all these things that you can do for weeks at a time without actually sitting down and just talking into a microphone or talking to somebody mm-hmm. else into Writing a microphone. Writing some stuff down on, on a page. Writing some shit down for, like, at least an hour. Maybe you don't actually care enough about whatever the fuck it is you're talking about to do a podcast. I don't know. Podcasting is about blinded, passion. Blinded by the allure of podcasting. Blinded by the, the by shining the, Hollywood lights. Blinded by the cachet. You know, I think we kind of have enough information here to figure out what podcast this is. Like, it it might not exist at this point, Mm. but give it a month or so. If you're listening to this podcast in in Mm mid-September and you think you might be able to find a a podcast that is backed by a podcast network Mm. that is about finding the secret to happiness by a gay man that lives in Manhattan... Or Brooklyn, or wherever the fuck he is. Let us know because I want to listen to this mm. so bad because it's going to suck fucking big time. And if also, if if you're in September and it turns out that getting the Pfizer shot turns your <laughs> dick and balls into a sort of reptilian situation, <laughs> I'd really email. love to know that. <laughs> One oh, month ago, my goodness, there we have it, folks. Once again, we have a very uninformed take about open marriages and polyamorous <laughs> relationships. Uh, I do implore you, if we are right, wrong, or other, write into mailbag at buntavista.com. Mm-hmm. If you would fucking love to pick up a shirt to let people know that you listen to the world's dumbest podcast, head over to shop.buntavista.com. Pick yourself up a quote-unquote garment. Wonder where that word came from. And for all of the mm-hmm. other votes, we will be randomly assigning you to either right or wrong. So, <laughs> wow, that's, that's very topical <laughs> to Australians, <sighs> specifically in this time period. Now, oh, I know that's a little census humour. We're already at an hour and five. Uh, yes, but and I that's think... why I'm hitting stop on the recording. <laughs> Did you actually? No, I haven't. Please go okay. on with y- your bit. I reckon we get one more segment in, just to oh. round this out. And I'm okay. so sorry, um, mm-hmm. because this is just a list of headlines, and it's nothing else. Mm-hmm. 
I don't have any reason for bringing this up other than this is a phenomenon. Pheno- these are some phenomena that shit me off. Uh, would you I, would you I, like me to play the the news stinger for this? Yeah, and this is for our famous segment, uh, the name of which is not used for anything else. That is, of course, <laughs> Media Watch. Original concept: Do not steal. Trademark. <laughs> Patent pending. This idea. Patent pending. <laughs> Paul Barry. Uh, this is where we inspect, you know, the ins and out the. F- foibles of the media industry uh people in the uk will be intensely familiar uh with the daily mail people in australia should be intensely familiar with the daily mail it is somehow of all of the horrible publications that we have here it's the worst it's the However, worst i will for say sure. i will mm-hmm. say that people who are currently living in the united kingdom are also incurring like a range of other psychic damages that are all kind of equal out you know, so to them, maybe these these headlines are normal. Well, that's true. They might well be. Uh, what I really wanted to highlight here is a. So the Daily Mail has a thing where they know what traffics is showing someone like in a bikini or whatever, but they can't because it's bloody twenty twenty one and because of political correctness, you can't anymore just say this bint is wearing a bikini. You can't say, so, check, check out the norks on this bin. Yeah, you can't just go to page six or whatever and see some norks anymore because of political correctness, because of the communists in the Labour Party. Uh, so they, they've developed a style of headline where they try and do it f- feminism way-ish, yeah. where it's yeah. like we're celebrating their beauty. So I'm going to just read a sample of headlines to you that are all taken from one 24-hour period on the one... The one website. Here we go. Eminem's daughter, Haley Mathers, 25, showcases her incredible figure in neon green bikini as she poses on a boat in sizzling snaps. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like that it sounds like the sizzling snaps just sort of came came their way at the Daily Mail, not like they paid some fucking rat yeah. to go out with a gigantic telephoto lens. With, with and a 900 millimeter telephoto lens. Yeah, that, like, to, to shoot photos. So you want the pervert lens. To yeah. shoot someone, photos of someone like on a boat 700 meters offshore, you know. Usually yeah. you can't buy these unless they're attached to a high powered like anti-tank sniper rifle. Jessica <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alba's... Mm-hmm. Oh, go on. Oh, I was just going to no, say, I go. know when I'm out in a bikini, like, swimming at the beach, what I'm actually doing is showcasing my incredible figure. <laughs> yeah, you're not just, like, yeah. living and swimming. I'm not just living my life, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Jessica Honey, you want to go down to the beach and showcase my figure? <laughs> I would love to showcase my figure. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Alba sizzles in a stringy orange bikini top as she snorkels and lounges on the beach with husband Cash Warren in Cabo San Lucas, they Mexico. Be right? But that doesn't sound correct. It's, <laughs> it's great that they... Cash. Cash. It's great, it's great that they take an activity like uh, snorkeling with your husband and craft it into something that sizzling. makes you go, oh, what a slut. Mm. Yeah. She's sizzling. This bitch is dared to sizzle? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, you might notice a theme, maybe, by this third one. Uh, Travis Scott posts sizzling shot of girlfriend Kyle Jenner rocking a plunging top as she wishes her a happy 24th birthday. 
Now, Ben, I don't want to. Uh, hey, maybe sorry. Yeah. I don't want to rain on your parade. I don't want to come down on you too hard here. But uh, did you just say Kyle Jenner? Kyle Jenner. Oh, I did. Sorry, Travis Scott <laughs> posting shot of girlfriend Kylie Jenner. Sorry, I'm not. Mm. Yeah. Kylie Jenner, relatively better known than Kyle Jenner. <laughs> Kyle Jenner. <laughs> uh, Lala Anthony stuns in a halter top and Daisy Dukes shorts as pal Kim Kardashian says, holy shit, and Chloe adds a flirty, hey. <laughs> hey. So she's posted an Instagram picture. That yeah, she's who, just, she's just posted it. Yeah, that's yeah. the story. So I'm trying to figure out who the fuck this is, and apparently we have no La- time to figure Lala out who Lala Anthony, Anthony is. No time, okay. no time. I'm gonna race through this. A VJ in the early 2000s is the answer. Awesome. All right. This is me at 50. <laughs> Bethany Frankel wows while proudly posting a filter-free selfie in her bra and underwear. Just posted a picture of Lala Anthony in the chat, and she looks great. <laughs> is this gonna be mean? <laughs> wow, I wish this was a visual medium. Well, that if you Google well Lala Anthony, this will be the first photo. Green dress, green eyeshadow. Don't know good. what the fuck is going Smiling on. Smiling like the Grinch from the live action Grinch movie. <laughs> Real Joker hours going on here. Oh, fuck. That is uh, the face I made when I got my prostate exam. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you're too young for that. We've discussed this on the podcast. Okay. Uh, Tammy Hembrow sure. leaves little to the imagination as she showcases her famous derriere and skin-tight leggings during a booty workout. She would. Typical Tammy Hembrow. Mm-hmm. That's classic Tammy Hembrow behavior. Uh, birthday girl Kylie Jenner chows down on a decadent breakfast spread, is wowed by endless floral arrangements, and hones her artistry during painting class as she celebrates turning 24. Hones her artistry. Congratulations on honing your artistry. While chowing down on breakfast. Bella Bella Thorne is stripped down as she poses topless in bed in sexy photographs taken by her fiancé, Benjamin Mascolo. Congratulations on being stripped down. Good like for a, her. Mm. Like a rifle. Lucky for him. Mum's <laughs> gone wild. Model London Goheen shows off her <laughs> phenomenal post-baby body in a racy animal print cutout swimsuit after giving birth to son Stone just months ago. Stone Goheen. Stone yep. Goheen. Stone <laughs> Goheen. <laughs> Uh, Alessandra Ambrosio flashes her midriff while enjoying sunshine stroll in Malibu with her children, Anya, 12, and Noah, 9. Flashing a midriff with children around. They're uh, using like an actual phrasing to describe happy. something very passive. Someone wearing a crop top? <laughs> yeah, she was like wearing clothes. That's invisible. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the police station giving a report, and I'm like, yeah, so, um. <sighs> sorry. This is pretty hard for me. Um, I was I was hiking on this trail and suddenly uh, this woman jumped out of the bushes and she flashed her midriff at me. Yes, she was sizzling. <laughs> I got sizzled by this woman who flashed her midriff at me. Sizzling. She was sizzling at me. Flash. I, I came immediately, but a lot of the ri- literature that I've read indicates that that's not my fault. Uh, 
I just, I, you need to find this person. She's sizzling and flashing her midriff to everybody that she can what find. What is the, who is the audience for this? Like, do they not have. You know, it's men it's that would normally just look at something that says. I don't even know if it is men. Maybe not. I think it's weird do housewives. They, do they have like yeah, babshub.co.uk? <laughs> No, they don't have. I think it's definitely weird housewives that look at that and like, oh, what a slut! What a slut that she's wearing a bikini at the beach. Hate this tart. Why am I jacking (laughs) off right now? Uh, Lucy Hale leaves little to the imagination in sexy black lace bra and underwear as she brings the va va voom to photo shoot in Malibu. The fuck are you talking about? You you know what you are talking about. Did you bring the? Did you, did you bring some the, va-va-voom to... Did you bring the va-va-voom? I Just... fucking... I left the va-va-voom at home. I put it next to my keys, but I guess I got distracted because I got a text while I was going to get my keys. Are you photographer like, are you fucking kidding? You didn't bring the va-va-voom? Do you know how long it took Fuck. me to set up these lights? I'll go... Oh, look, I'll go out to my car. I bought some va-va-voom from home. But, like, this is very unprofessional. I was saving that va-va-voom, but whatever. Uh, Charlize Theron showcases her incredible frame... In a burgundy leopard print swimsuit as she swims and soaks up the sun on a yacht with her family on Greek island break. I love it when a woman shows me her exoskeleton. Wow, that's a dope frame that you've got. I love your frame. Nice frame, sis. You can make a stock out of that. Bella Hadid shows off her incredible figure in a skimpy gold bikini and miniskirt as she snaps selfies while packing for vacation. So she did a post. Yep. Oh, this one's nice. Go on. Say it. Demi Rose flaunts her very, this is the Daily Mail house style where you put in all caps one word in the headline. Very. Her very ample assets while ditching her underwear in a racy cutout dress for Pretty Little Things photo shoot. What a a bitch. What a tart. Now that I'd like to see. I have one more for you that's not from this one 24-hour time period. This is just a headline I saw the other day while I was scrolling through these because I like making myself angry on purpose. Um, This is from August 6th. Getting pretty damn over it. New mother Elise Knowles calls for more discussion about mental health as she poses in skimpy red bikini. (laughs) (laughs) These people are fucking psychos. Oi, can we have some more discussion about mental health, innit? Yeah, mental health's like, well, a problem, innit? Oh, your baps look well fit. (laughs) Now, Ben... (laughs) Ben, something that we have discussed in the past is that you you used to uh, be a writer for online publications, right? That's certainly true, yes. Very true. And one of the things that you used to describe to me as being particularly dispiriting was mm-hmm. sort of uh, working basically on a shift system where you started work at a set hour and you had to just publish X number of articles within a, a shift, a set number of hours. Certainly, and, yeah. And that sometimes you would start a shift and they would say, hey, we've got a few, uh, we've got a few headlines about Love Island that we want you to bang out or The Bachelorette or whatever. And you would kind of describe this as being uh, very depressing, basically. Being yeah, that was like this. the one mandatory part of my job. 
the rest of it I could sort of ignore and no one would get angry at me, but you'd have to like, well, you've got to write a minimum number of stories about these reality TV shows, mm. even if you didn't watch them or didn't care about them. Yeah. It's like if you were one of the people in uh, the, like the Thomas Kincaid pipeline of painting stuff, but the only <laughs> thing you're allowed to paint was like Grant Denyer making a weird face. I mean, honestly, I think there's genuine artistic merit in that because that man is tortured by the public life and he has a very mm. weird face. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is just take a moment to imagine that you were still doing that job, but mm. also that the entire job was to make articles out of Instagram posts. I mean, I've written my fair share of stories that were just about one Instagram post, but like, luckily... I never had to do one that was just like, Christ, would you look at these tits? Uh, <laughs> you should have, though. Uh, I mean, if I'd been left to my own devices, you know, it's probably what I would have done. But World yeah, War II era hell. newspaper with the big, big black headline, BAPS displayed. Someone a couple of years ago wrote a long-form article about the experience of uh, briefly working at the Daily Mail Australia which mm. had a lot of legal disclaimers in it after a couple of weeks of being like, the CEO denies that this ever happened. But, like, from all accounts, that place is a fucking nightmare. Like, all the headlines are written by senior editorial staff. All the stories are assigned to their writers who have, like, no writing experience, no journalistic experience, no editorial experience, no nothing like that. They're just given a story and told, hey, we need you to churn this out in 45 minutes. They rip it off from another outlet. Uh... Like every single Daily Mail, Daily Mail Australia story, if you look at it, there's like a first published and then updated timestamp, <laughs> and they are never the same timestamp because That's they true. never get it correct the first time. They're always going back in after comments start rolling through, of being like, "Oh fuck, we got that wrong, we got that wrong, whatever." Like these people are just like there's a handful of people at the top that know the sorts of things that traffic very well, and then they are forced onto people that don't know any better by and large uh and yeah it sounds like hell it sounds the fucking worst guys can i take us out with uh with one more um i was going to uh the dailymail.co.uk to find an article so i could f12 and change the headline um so that it said core blimey uh look at this set of tits <laughs> uh and i accidentally came across uh the er post um <laughs> Martine McCutcheon stuns in sizzling lingerie throwback snaps dot 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 after detailing her Lyme disease flare up play us out Andrew <laughs> oh boy oh boy thank you for listening folks Oh. Thanks. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.